trigger warning, content of murder, rape, and child endangerment, as well as suicide. Welcome, ghoulish mortals, and gather round for tales of terror with your ghost hosts, Jen Toombs and Lisa Macabre, while they explore cryptids, hauntings, and occasionally murder. So, hold on to your butts. Your ghost butts. Butts, ghost butts, ghost butts, ghost butts. Hi, everybody. This is Jen Toombs. And this is Lisa Macabre. And today we are doing the Cecil Hotel. The Cecil Hotel. Lisa has worked very hard for like weeks. You've been like <laughs> researching I'm and excited. watching things. And I have been watching things. Watching a few documentaries. That sounds that sounded creepy. I've been I've been, I've watching, been watching everything. <laughs> I try to read books, but it was like really hard this time. It was a lot. Like, I, really hard. I oh the the amount that I know about the Cecil Hotel is limited to TikTok. No, <laughs> and like the guy that lives across from it, and he's oh my always gosh, trying he's to. So funny. The fly has drone uh-huh. into there, and I'm like, they're just gonna keep your drone. Like, well, actually, I'm talking about him too because he sees some creepy ass shit. Oh really? Yeah, I've been watching a couple of his things. What's so his like, deal? Ooh. Does he is he like only famous because of that? I don't know. Or I don't I, know, but I know he lives like right across the street from it. Yeah, so weird. So it's fine. Apparently, there are like a lot of hotels in LA that are haunted. Yeah, yeah. I we went to one a couple years ago. I don't remember what it was called, like the Wilson or something. I don't know. Um, but we went to like a Dodgers game, and we decided to stay at a hotel for Kenny's birthday. Oh. And um, I was like, oh, I wonder if this is like a haunted hotel. And sure enough, I looked it up, and there was like, oh, a woman in white is always seen like, like walking around the fourth floor. I feel like it's always the fourth floor for yeah. some reason. I wonder why. <laughs> fourth dimension? Is that know. maybe? I don't know. We stayed in, we went to Sleepy Hollow mm-hmm. and we stayed in this hotel and it was like totally beautiful, but it was super haunted. Ooh. We saw nothing. Aww. But I was looking. I mean, is it really an awe? <laughs> there was like, I know, I don't want to see ghosts. I don't really. But I still was like, I'm not going near. There was like one like dining room mm-hmm. that area that was like the oldest part of it, you know? Cool. And they were like, that's where you usually see stuff. Oh my God. It was cool though. The hotel was cool. This other one we went to too, it said that like on one of the floors, you'd see like little creatures running through the hallways. Oh my God. What is that Spanish that's thing? That's scary. Do you, the, uh, starts with the D? Duendes? Duendes. 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 Uh-huh. There you go. Dude, the videos of those, I, wa- I went into like a duende hole. Is and it I duendes? was like watching. I, wanna... I think so. I think so too. Uh, maybe I'm not saying it right, but I think that's what it is. I think so too. But they're like little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're Spooky. real creepy. Yeah. Could you imagine? There's a lot of videos like, of them. <laughs> Yeah. Have you ever seen um, The Gate? Uh, the, the one the from the 80s? Where they, yeah. Yeah. You know that little, like, guy that's yes. on the top? I'm sorry, but Egon reminds me of him when he was sitting at the top of your stairs. He was looking at me like... <laughs> you know what's funny? It's that... And I was like, oh, my God. When I got Egon, we used oh, to call Gremlin. him... Oh, Because <laughs> he was, like, really skinny. Yeah. And... That's what he looked like. Kind of, yeah. I have a side bite. Not anymore because he's fat. There's mm-hmm. like not a fat chupacabra. There's not. <laughs> he totally. Just watch it again. Look at those little gremlin guys on top of the stairs. I'm like. <gasps> Why are you going to hate on my dogs? Never. Your dogs look Never. like. 
They look like crazy old men. No, they look like they remind me of a dog from Sandlot, the James oh Earl gosh. Jones dog. Yes. <laughs> the beast. Yeah. Oh. That's what they make me think they of. They are freaking beasts. Okay, anyways. Okay, so. ready? I'm ready. I'm ready too. Okay, so the Cecil Hotel. Oh, Cecil. Cecil. Shit. Cecil, Cecil. I don't know. I think it's a Cecil. I think you're right. So this below. The Cecil Hotel was built on December 20th, 1924 in downtown Los Angeles by Charles L. Dix and Robert H. Shops for travelers and businessmen. So they built the hotel as a very like really cute art deco lobby and it was really nice back in the day. Um, in 2011, the hotel's name was changed to stay on Main in an effort to distance the establishment from its tumultuous past. Because, girl, this past, mm it's crazy. Yes. So, there's a documentary on Netflix called Crime Scene, The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. An employee there named um, Amy Price... She was actually the hotel manager. Wait, the blonde lady? Yeah. All I know is that <laughs> she's drama. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she worked there from 2007 to 2017. She claims that during her tenure there, there were about 80 deaths. Holy shit. Yeah. So I don't think it was like 80 deaths on the premises, but maybe 80 people that died like around the hotel, in front of the hotel, maybe people that stayed there that like went places and died off of the hotel. So as I said earlier, the hotel was... um built as like a business establishment for like travelers and all that kind of stuff but then after the great depression the whole hotel like kind of went under and um the skid row was like right next to it like right in front of it oh it showed up after the depression Mm -hmm. oh so then all these homeless people and like um kind of people that are down on their luck and um drug addicts all these type of people moved in around it and so people didn't want to go there anymore yeah. you know it was like uh and so then they opened it as like a a um long time living facility type thing so you could actually get a um room there for like a couple bucks sometimes oh. like 13 bucks yeah for like a month what years um this was like in the 30s oh okay so mm-hmm. that was like I mean, that'd be crazy now, but yeah, 30s. Yeah. So it kind of sucks because they only had like, what, a handful of years before it like just turned horrible. Went downhill. Yeah, totally went downhill. So here's some deaths. I'm only going to talk about a few. <laughs> so here's some deaths. Yeah. I'm only going to talk about a few because there's so many like, oh my gosh. I talk, I'm talking about like the ones that really stuck out in my mind. Yeah. Um, on November 19th, 1931. A Manhattan Beach resident, W.K. Norton, was found dead in his room after ingesting poison capsules. A week prior, he had checked into the Cecil under a different name. Oh. Crazy, right? Running from something. Something. Um, September 1932, Benjamin Doddick, a maid found Doddick dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. He did not leave a suicide note. Dude, what is with this hotel? In general, maybe it's just from coming from downtown LA, right in front of Skid Row. Uh, you know, a lot of people with nefarious backgrounds stayed here. Wait, what is Skid Row? Skid Row, it's like in LA, there's this area mm-hmm. called Skid Row where like there's just an encampment, like a homeless encampment. All it has nothing the... to do with the jail? No. So people, I don't know about now, but in the old days, they would literally take people from around the the state even mm-hmm. or the cities 
and they would bring them to Skid Row and they just drop them off there. And so people would just stay there instead of like, let's say like people, homeless people in Temecula or Riverside or West Covina, which is where I'm from. Um, if there are homeless people there, they take them and they take them to Skid Row and just leave them there. And that was like their designated area. So it's like a little shanty town. Exactly. It's very much a shanty town, but it's right in the middle of downtown LA. So weird. Yeah. It is. It is. It's really sad. Um, you'll see a lot of Skid Row things like they'll have um, like food, um, food, you know, drives. yeah, food drives or like where they set up tables and like give homeless people food. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. You'll see a lot of that kind of stuff, which is awesome. I have a friend actually that used to run those things and I was like, oh, my God, you're so Aww. awesome. That's so cool. That is cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um. A maid found Dottick dead from a self-inflicting gunshot wound to the head, and he did not leave a suicide note. Um, March 1937, Grace E. Magro. Magro fell from a ninth-story window. Her fall was broken by a telephone wires, which were wrapped around her body. She later died at the now-demolished Georgia Street Receiving Hospital. Police were unable to determine whether Mar- Magro's death was a result of an accident or a suicide. No, wait. Can I ask you? Is yeah. so? Is the hotel? Is it more like murder, or do they have ghosts? Murder, ghosts, everything. Damn. Yeah. Serial killers. <gasps> yeah. Two major serial killers have been that? there. Yeah. Totally. There's like this hotel is just like a magnet of like despair. You know, like a magnet of horrible things happening to it. <laughs> when you said despair, it made me despair. feel bad for being excited. I was like, Ooh. <laughs> you're like serial killers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, dude, like, so many people died. And, okay, I want to also say that if that many people, like, kill themselves from jumping out of the windows and stuff, wouldn't you put bars on the window? Right, or put in those windows that don't open. I know, something, like, but then again, like, like I was saying earlier, in the old days, it was really nice and really pretty, but then when, after the 30s, when everything started getting derelict, um, now there's, like, cockroaches um they still could have put bars on the window yeah some of the 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 rooms even Mm -hmm. is just the room and then you have to like go down the hall for like an adjoining bathroom that the whole floor has to share oh no thank you yeah i can't even go to the bathroom in public i know i'm like let alone share take showers no as a as a woman i'm like Uh not into that yeah i don't i think i read somewhere that they would have like like a woman's area yeah, the men's area. I know where it is. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of things. So September 1944, Dorothy Jean Purcell. This one's really fucked. Purcell was sharing a room at the Cecil with her boyfriend, shoe salesman Ben Levine, who was 38. And she was like, I think like either early 20s or like 19. She was young. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Purcell, who had apparently been unaware that she was pregnant, went into labor. She didn't know she was pregnant. She later testified that she did not want to disrupt the sleeping Levine. So she went to the bathroom where she gave birth to a baby. Oh, no. A baby boy. Thinking the baby was dead, so she says, she threw him out of the window. And he landed on the roof of an adjacent building. A freaking infant. Parcel was charged with murder. Three psychiatrists testified that she was mentally confused at the time of the incident. On January 1945, she was found not guilty by reason of insanity. So Bro. I've, I've heard a lot of conflicting um, evidence about this, too. Like some people just say, like, she was young. I think her boyfriend was um, married, too. Oh. So 
she was like, oh, he's going to be mad that I am have a baby. And so she threw him out the window. Sounds like a like a healthy relationship. Yeah. Um, but, like, that's what what the hotel, like, drew. It was a lot of, like, like sex workers and just a lot of really horrible people as well as people that were just really down their luck. Not the, not the sex workers are horrible, but, no. like, drug dealers. As and well like as, yeah. yeah. People that were down on their luck and all that. Of course, yes. Yeah. Um, October 22nd, 1954, Helen Gurney, Gurney jumped from the window of her seventh floor room and landed on top of, Ces- of the Cecil's marquee. One week prior, she had registered at the hotel under the name of Margaret Brown. February 11th, 1962, Julia Francis Moore. Moore jumped from the window of her eighth floor room and landed in a second story interior lightwell. She did not leave a suicide note. But among her possessions were a bus ticket from St. Louis, 59 cents in change, and an Illinois bank book showing a balance of $1,800, which was was a lot lot back then. Yeah. So it's like, why would she, why would she kill herself? Yeah. Yeah. She was murdered. Very Uh, psycho. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Huh? Um, This one's really sad as well. October 12th, 1962 in room 1016, Pauline Otten jumped from the window of her ninth floor room after an argument with her estranged husband, Dewey. He had left the room prior to Otten's suicide. Otten landed on a pedestrian. Oh. Giannini, that was his name, killing them both instantly. There were no witnesses, and police initially thought that Otten and Giannini committed suicide together. However, it was soon determined that Giannini had his hands in his pockets at the time of his death, and he was still wearing his shoes. So had he had jumped, his shoes would have likely fallen off during the fall or upon impact, and his hands would not have been in pockets. So he was just walking under the thing, under on the he was pedestrian walking, and she fell from the window and killed him. That's fucked. Yeah, but people don't know if she was actually killed by her her husband too. So she probably killed men kill women. It's like a thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he killed her. He says he was gone, but. I don't think they really know. This one's really freaking sad. And again, trigger warning, rape. Okay. Um, Is this the only rape one? I think so. Oh. Well, we're going to talk about like the serial killers. Oh, which well, suck. I yeah. feel like that I, you expect it. Mm-hmm. June 4th, 1964, Pigeon Goldie Osgood, 65-year-old Osgood, a retired telephone operator. Um, 64? Was found dead in her room. Yeah. 64 years old. She had been raped stabbed and beaten and her room was ransacked osgood was well known in the area and had earned her nickname because she fed birds in a nearby pershing square near her body was the los angeles dodgers cap she always wore and a paper sack full of birdseed hours after her murder ellinger was seen walking through pershing square in blood-stained clothing who this man named Ellinger. Oh, okay. He was arrested and charged with Osgood's murder, but was later cleared of the crime. The murder remains unsolved. So. He's covered in blood and they were like, JK. Yeah. I mean, it's also oh, like. No DNA. Downtown really? LA. Like back then, especially, I think it was like a lot worse. Oh. She was strangled to death. And so, like I said earlier, she was kind hearted lady and that she was really well loved in the neighborhood. I know. How sad, right? It makes me think of the lady from Home Alone that feeds the birds. I know. The second one? Third one? <gasps> oh, God. That's so sad. The second one is New York, and then third one's France, right? Yeah. So I think it was the second one, right? 
Yeah. So I don't think I've seen the third one. It's not good. Yeah, I think that's probably I didn't see it. First one's the only one really worth. I think the first and second one were good because it still had. Um... I did like the Lady the Bird Lady. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so December second, or I'm sorry, December twentieth, nineteen seventy five, Allison Lowell, still unidentified woman, or her, she checked in as Allison Lowell, Lowell maybe. Um, she's a still unidentified woman. Jumped from her twelfth w- floor window onto the Cecil's second floor roof. She had registered at the hotel on December 16th under the name Al- Allison Lowell and was staying in room 327. February 19th, 2013, which is the one we all know the Cecil Hotel by, um, the naked body of Elisa Lamb, a Canadian student, was found inside one of the water supply tanks on the hotel oh, roof. Oh, this is the one everyone knows, Yeah, right? I remember when this happened, too. Really? Oh, my God, yes. When was this? What year? 2013. Oh, wow. Yeah. February 19, 2013. She had gone missing almost three weeks earlier on January 31st, 2013. Her decomposing body was discovered by a maintenance worker in one of the rooftop water tanks after guests had complained about low water pressure and water that tasted funny. That makes me feel so sick. I feel feel horrible for those people. They have to think about it for the rest of their lives that they drank, showered, brushed their teeth in decomposing water and poop yeah there's like <laughs> yeah i think I'm, I'm more concerned about like the decomposing part <laughs> yeah so it's like that's that's people water Ugh. yeah no. that's people water Ugh. um video surveillance that people a lot of people have seen um footage taken from inside an elevator shortly before her disappearance showed her acting strangely pressing multiple elevator buttons hiding in the corner of the elevator and waving her arms wildly, causing widespread speculation about the cause of her death. After the elevator video was released, many theories arose about Lamb's death. She was reported to have bi- have had bipolar disorder, mm-hmm. for which she was prescribed various medications, which could have contributed to her death as well as her strange behavior on the elevator. Authorities later ruled death her death as an accidental drowning. So some people say that um, she stopped taking her medicine. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say that she stopped taking her medicine and that's what happened. And they couldn't do like a toxicology on her. I think they did a toxicology, but um, I read it somewhere. I don't. There's. I think there's a lot of weird things about that too. Like the tox- toxicology said that she had some of the medicine in her blood system. Other people say that she stopped taking it. She said it like out loud, like, hey, I'm not taking my medicine anymore. I wonder if she even stopped taking it and then decided to take it again. And oh, then yeah, it like, still it was too much. Her. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're supposed to like kind of like wean yourself into it and wean yourself off. Was right? she on any? Yeah. Was she on any drugs? I know that shit can stay in your system for a long time. Some of it. Not drugs. She was a pretty good kid. You know, like, yeah, she had um you know mental illness but otherwise she she was why was she on, staying in that hotel so she came by herself um just on holiday from canada she wanted to explore cheap. it was very cheap you know it was one of those things like after this after they rebranded the thing for a stay on maine they rebranded it as a cheap housing for tourists and um again business people not saying that hey <laughs> right in front is you know skid row so no one knew from out of town like a, even a lot of people that were there that weekend um if you look at the the documentary uh they interview a few people that stayed there 
during that time and they're like yeah like we're from sweden and we heard about like yeah. it's only like a couple bucks a night here like i think it was like a hundred bucks a night jesus mm-hmm. you know what though i feel like that's always sus but at the same time if i had not seen parts of that documentary mm-hmm. i wouldn't have known what it was no especially like and especially you go in and you see this beautiful lobby still it's still gorgeous no then you go into like the hallways and up the elevator and in the actual rooms and it's horrible it's disgusting like i said there's cockroaches mice even you know like it's really bad um so people just didn't know so the door to the roof has an alarm um an employee would have had to use a key card all her valuables besides her phone will still we're still in her room and she had her key card with her. Um, there are some who believe that Lamb participated in the elevator game. Uh, have you heard about that? No. So it's claimed that this game, done correctly, takes you to another world where everything is just like in the normal world, except that you are the only person and the world is dark. It's kind of like another, it's supposed to take you to another dimension or something. Oh. And it's really weird. I have the, the things here, the directions. Like, you got to enter into the elevator from the first floor floor by yourself. If anyone else is on, then understand that you cannot continue from the elevator the first floor. You have to wait until it's um alone. you're alone. You got to press the button to the fourth floor. Again, fourth floor. Oh. Weird. Do not get out when the elevator reaches the fourth floor. Stay in the elevator and press the button for the second floor. Do not get out when you reach the second floor. Stay on the elevator and then press the button for the sixth floor. Do not get out when you reach the sixth floor. Remain in the elevator and press the button for the second floor. And then you're not allowed to get out when you reach the second floor. You have to stay in the elevator and press the button for the tenth floor. Some have reported hearing a voice calling to them on the second floor during this middle section of the ritual. You're not supposed to reply. And you're not supposed to answer in any way. You're supposed to ignore it. So you don't get out once you have reached the tenth floor. Stay on and then press the button for the fifth floor. It has been reported by some that a woman may enter the elevator on floor five. She may appear as a stranger who wishes to engage with you. More importantly, she may appear as someone you know. It is important oh. that you do not acknowledge her in a word in word or a glance. If the elevator you are in is reflective, then stare at the floor or the buttons only. So, and also, if you're looking at the video, have you seen the video? I think so. She's She's very different. She's like pressing buttons. She's looking at the floor. She's glancing out. She's like hiding. So who knows? Also, she's pressing a bunch of buttons. If someone was following her from the hotel, yeah. she's going to want to press buttons so they don't know where her floor is too. Yeah. Um, so now press the button to head to the first floor. If instead of going towards the first floor, you instead begin to ascend to the 10th, then you will perform the ritual correctly. However, and this is very important, if you instead do descend to the first floor, then you have done something wrong. Get off on the first floor immediately. The woman is on the elevator and remember not to acknowledge her. If you reach the 10th floor, you can either stay on the elevator or exit the elevator. Some have reported that upon attempting to leave the elevator, the woman will try one last time to engage with you. She may raise her voice and ask you where you're going or what's wrong. That she may part sh- scares me. I know. <laughs> no. Elevators scare the crap out of me. Really? Yes. Why? I don't know if I've seen a scary movie in the past or what, but whenever I'm in an elevator alone, mm-hmm. oh my God, all I think of is like, hey, hey, you want to play or something? <laughs> you know, like, ah, no. I think maybe I saw something as a kid. And you just must have. Me. There must have been something. It's, it's scary. It's like I, very specific. I always think of ghosts in elevators. <laughs> 
every time. I'm like, oh. I'm always afraid that it's going to go and I'm going to get like my leg caught in the door. Oh, my God. Me, too. So she may shriek at you as you cross the door's threshold. Um, keep your wits about you and do not engage or look at her even out of fear. There is only one way to know whether you have traveled to the other world for sure. You will know because you will be the only person there. So people, some people think she did the elevator game and it kind of does look like it. And I remember hearing about these kind of games. Like there's a bunch of them. Uh, this is like a Korean um, game. So there's a bunch of little games like this that is spo- are supposed to like, like invite ghosts or yeah, take you places. There's another one that you like get into a car. I don't know. There's another one. Have you seen the one with um, the doll that you're supposed to like fill with like what rice or something and put it in the bathtub and then you're supposed to hide and it's supposed to come look for you? No. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's terrifying too. I don't know. You're the one who loves dolls. Yeah. So I don't know if they just thought like, oh, well, she's in the elevator and she's acting weird and that's why they thought she was doing the elevator game. But I mean, it, it sounds like she was like pressing it was buttons really weird. and hiding yeah. and looking down. So strange. But like if someone killed her, then why wouldn't they take her key was card? Was she drunk? Maybe she was just like drunk and like fell in. Could she swim? Um, I have a lot of questions. I don't think I don't. Well, I don't know. I don't know if booze would um, stay in her system for like, what, three weeks? Oh, probably not. No, huh? I imagine it would. That would disperse into the water depending Ooh, on how yeah. decomposed she was. Yeah, I know. Oh, God. But the thing is also, there's also conflicting accounts of how heavy the the lid to the water tank was, too. Some people say it was really light, like 20 pounds. Uh-huh. Other people say, like, you can't just get in or, like, pick it up and then get in, you know? And then there's no, like, think of it, too, a water tank. I think it's, like, nine feet deep or something. Probably longer, bigger than nine feet. And then you have, like, a lot of space on the water tank, you know? You can't just swim. How are you going to get out? So. It's not, oh, it's not close to the door. No. So if you jump in, you know you're going in. Yeah, right? You ain't getting out. Mm -mm. And I think her water was strewn around her inside the water tank, too. It was with her. Her clothing was with her. So she was naked, but all her clothing was in the water tank, too. Like it was thrown in. Uh-huh. And then some people say that the the water tank was closed. Other people say it was like a jar. So I don't know. This That's why, I mean, obviously we're not detectives. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people have been looking into this thing and they still don't know what's going on, you know? So that's just so fucked up. This poor woman, no matter what, I kind of lean towards the, the fact that she just stopped, stopped taking her medicine. Or a killer? Uh, yeah, I think a killer. She may, it may be both. You yeah. know, somebody may have just like taken advantage of this girl. She was alone. Off her meds. Probably be, her behavior was obviously erratic to some extent. Mm-hmm. Actually, so her behavior was erratic because she was actually rooming with, I think, two other w- women. Oh. Random women. Because it was kind of like a hostile type thing, you know? Oh, gotcha. Uh huh. So she was rooming with two other women and they asked for her to be moved from their room because she was acting weird do we know what kind of weird i know i think it just says that she was acting weird i have so many questions i know there is so many so much going on i know call who's the detective on this lapd i'm sure you don't care (laughs) okay so these are a few only a few of the many deaths that were reported at the cecil hotel 
Since the hotel was on a budget, was a budget hotel, there were a lot of people who checked in under fake names and just never checked out. That sounds like a movie. Mm-hmm. I, I hope so. That's why I wrote it like that. <laughs> <laughs> so besides direct deaths and violence, at least two serial killers stayed here. Richard Ramirez. <gasps> I don't like him. I fucking hate his stupid face. I know he's your least favorite. Uh, yeah. And Jack Unterweger. Untavega? Untavega. Untavega have stayed at the hotel as well as the Black Dahlia, who was a murder victim, Elizabeth Short, was found nearby. Um, and she has also been associated with that hotel and its history. So that's kind of interesting. Two huge, or not huge, serious, at least Richard Ramirez is a huge serial killer. No, they're both, they're both the Elizabeth Short. Yeah. That's like, I mean, it's huge now. I don't know if it was big then. Uh, oh, yeah. It was huge She then. stayed there, right? And was found nearby? Um, She was found nearby, like, I think a couple blocks up. But it's said that she she hung out at the bar that night. In the hotel? In the hotel. At the bar. Dude, that shit's so fucked up. And it's so obviously that dude. Who? The one guy, the, like, mm. the doctor guy. Oh, yeah, right? Because, like, Who all her body that? was, like, it was, like, surgically... That's crazy. Separated or whatever. Just, uh, what is it? Dismembered. Okay. So, uh, for some reason it says, oh, okay. So in room 1404, in the 80s, serial killer Richard Ramirez stayed in room 1404. Uh, in the next book series, Crime Scene, The Vanishing of the Cecil Hotel, longtime resident, Kenneth Given said, back in the 80s, I would never go no further than the sixth floor. Usually the higher floors of the Cecil, people used to get killed up in there. Once they got a guy in the room, they would rob him, beat him, and throw him out of the window. So if you didn't watch yourself, you might come flying out of there with no wings. Unquote. There are other accounts of Ramirez's habits of walking up the stairs in his room in his blood-stained underwear barefoot after discarding his bloody clothing outside. No one really looked twice about it since it was that kind of establishment. Ramirez was caught on August 30th, 1985. In 1989, Ramirez was convicted of 13 murders and received the death penalty. He died of cancer in 2013. And with those teeth. Mm-hmm. So, while he stayed at the Cecil Hotel, he was actually in the heyday of all of his murders. Like, <sighs> yeah, he was staying there. I think he stayed there, like, a year. And that shit was horrific. Or maybe a couple months. I don't remember. But, yeah, so he stayed there for a while. And, like, his first killing was, like a couple cities away, like five miles away. And so he was doing a lot of his killings while he was staying at the Cecil. And like I said, coming home with blood stained And it was clothing. totally normal. Yeah. And he was just like, oh, well, just don't look at him because who knows if you're next. He knew where to go. Yeah, exactly. He really did. Dude, that's wild. I know. So Jack Unto, Untema, Untemaya. German or Swedish? Wasn't he Untevega? Untevega. Yeah. Untevega. I don't know why it says Untamaya now. You know what? Why is my phone constantly trying to make me look stupid? It's always. It it's, always just wants me to make me look dumb. Yeah, you don't have reception. Connect to the Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh, no. This is all my notes. Oh. Yeah. Because it, it autocorrects. Auto freaking correct. It's always being Ducks. a mm hmm So, Jack Untavega. Untavega? That's fine. Untavega. Yeah, Untavega. Who cares? It's He's a fucking serial, serial killer. Do I really even have to say his name right? Right. No. No one needs to know about him. Who cares about him? That's all I have to say. Was an Austrian serial killer who committed murder in several countries. West Germany, Austria, 
Czechoslovakia, and the United States. Damn. I know. In 1974, Untevega murdered 18-year-old German citizen Margaret Schaefer by strangling her with her own bra. Sorry. Trigger warning again. And in 1976, he was convicted and sentenced to life in prison. No rape? Yeah. Yeah. In prison, Untevega began to write. To write? Yeah. He became an author. And (laughs) he's disgusting. After his release, he became a minor celebrity because of his writings and worked as a playwright and journalist. But within months, he resumed, resumed killing women. He worked as a reporter for the public broadcaster ORF. Like, why would you... Why? Why would you employ a freaking woman murderer i don't get it Uh, i mean i get i believe in reform but like but i don't think that was his only murder like you murder more than one person i mean how many people did he murder do you know um several yeah it'll say later i think um so in 1991 underweger was hired by an austrian magazine to write about crime in los angeles and the difference between the U.S. and the European attitudes to prostitution. Unterweger met local police, even going as far as to participate in a ride-along with of the, the city's red light district. With the cops? Yep. Bold. In the city's red light district. Like. He's white, huh? Come on. Yeah. He's a white man. Austrian. <laughs> of course he is. Fucking mm-hmm. dick. So he stayed in room 712. Uh, he stayed there for a few months. And I believe... He stayed there because of Richard Ramirez. He what do you mean? he wanted to, um, you know, Richard Ramirez was such a, a high prolific killer and a murderer that he stayed oh. there to like, oh, so like, what's going on with this? You know, like he stayed there because of that. So he was after Ramirez was I think caught. So. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he was after. I think like what, oh, like a decade after? No, oh, not even okay. like only like six six years after. That's so weird. I know. Um, so during Unterweger's time in Los Angeles, three sex workers, Shannon Exley, Irene Rodriguez, and Peggy Booth were killed. He killed them all. Um, Unterweger hanged himself in prison after being convicted of nine more murders in June 1994. So he killed a few people as well. Damn, dude. Mm -hmm. We were kids. So the Black Dahlia may have visited the Cecil Hotel Bar at some point in her life, but there's no actual evidence to support the theory that she was there on the night of her disappearance. But a lot of people say she was. So, hauntings. So, in the room where Elisa Lamb stayed, a witness claimed to have felt hands around his neck. The hotel is currently closed, um, or it was closed. It was closed for a couple years. I think in the beginning, I think it just opened, actually, from what I remember. I, I... I've noticed. Um, there's a YouTuber named Pete Montzigno. Montzingo. 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 Uh, he's the one that we were talking about earlier. Oh. Uh-huh. He lives across the street who says that on the regular he sees shadows um, flitting through the windows. He's seen a man smoking a cigar in one of the windows. And this is when it was all closed, too. Like, oh, wow. there was no people there. Um, sometimes all the windows will be open, like, in a row down the middle. And then the next day, they'll all be closed. He says that he's seen lights turning off and on. He's seen people walk by the windows. Like I said, this is when it was actually closed at the time. So that's kind of scary. Granted, it might have just been like, you know, maintenance, trying to make sure everyone's okay or everything's empty and clean. 
Yeah. But for that kind of hotel, I kind of don't see them they, I don't think doing they have the maintenance. Money <laughs> for that. They're like, nah. So um, directly across from the room Richard Ramirez stayed, that was Dorothy Purcell's uh, room where she threw her baby out the window. Oh. Yeah. On that floor, people hear crying. Oh. They hear baby crying. Sometimes they hear like a little boy. That's so sad. Yeah. Um, was it a boy? The little baby was a boy. Ugh. So a lot of times you'll see a little boy or hear a little boy. Um, there's a feeling of dread and anger while you're in the hotel. So um, people hear voices and feel cold chills. People hear women crying as well as whispering throughout the hotel. Oh, the whispering. Uh-huh. They, um, I just think it's so weird that like, first of all, isn't it weird that Richard Ramirez's room was right across the way from the woman who, who threw her baby out the window? Like, that's weird. That's really weird. And I think, was on the fourth floor? Where did that guy stay? Uh, he, he stayed, I think, a couple floors above. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched an episode on Ghost Adventures, your favorite. <laughs> and they have EVP of someone saying, Aaron, help me. And it's... Poor Aaron. I know. <laughs> that was actually kind of creepy. He's in an abusive relationship. Um, So... That episode was really creepy because we've talked about EVPs before, right? Yeah. We've talked about how most of the time it's like, right. Oh my God. He said, mother, where are you? (laughs) You did a really good good impersonation. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) But this one was like, this episode had like clear as hell EVPs where like, he's like, oh, hey, like what's going on? He's like, Aaron, help me. Like clear as hell. And then um, in the room. Oh, and then they also say. I'm in my room, hang the door. And that was in room 712 where Jack stayed. That Jack Untavega. Uh, Untavega. Whatever his name was. They also heard screaming throughout. Heard. Heard. I didn't even, I didn't hear, even heard you say I that. I heard that. <laughs> they also heard screams throughout the night of the investigation. Which, I mean, it's also. I really hate Zach Baggins. I know. Baggins. I know, but it's it's creepy. And I'm sure a lot of it. I don't know about a lot of it. But there has to be some truth there, especially if you believe in ghosts. Listen, I got has to be Tasha something. cut my hair today mm-hmm. and she was like, I don't understand why you hate on him. Like, <laughs> I was uh-huh. like, because he's a clown. Like, I can't. He's just I can't do it. I, I don't mind him. I think a lot of it is funny, but a lot of it is creepy as hell. I think it, it's it's cringy. Like, I can't I feel uncomfortable and embarrassed for him. <laughs> like, it's like how some people feel when they watch The Office. Uh-huh. You know, where you're like, or like if you watch The British Office. Oh, my gosh. I can't watch it. It's too uncomfortable. <laughs> That's how I feel when I watch Zach Baggins. I hate when I hate watching movies about like people embarrassing themselves to like other people. I'm just like, <laughs> turn it off. Fast forward. I will fast forward that shit. Yeah. Until it's better. I'm like, oh, my heart. <laughs> They could go away. I know. Um, so they also heard scream, screams throughout the night. Um, Zach was actually in one of the rooms by himself. And uh, the water in the bathroom just turned on. And so he's like talking to the thing. He's like, oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden he's like, what, what's that? And he walks with the thing. And like the water is just turned on in the sink. Which I don't I believe that, really that they don't. I don't believe I believe that. it. I believe you, Zach Baggins. I just... Some I of you. Don't. Some of it. I don't believe it. Not all of it. I think Aaron is really scared, and I think that... Zach just fucks with him? He's, like, real skinny now, too. Yeah. There's lots of... I only... Literally, I should preface anything I say about this show with the fact that I don't watch it. 
<laughs> it's all say, because of the internet. Like, like a few. <laughs> it's memes and it's TikTok. And that's what I know about the show. Some of them's good. I'll watch all the ones that pertain to our our shows. I just because I, I want to see like the actual ghost parts too. I've watched a few of them just to yeah. like. But I just can't just get past like, his yeah, I hate him. hair. Like a, like in the early ones. like Where I, it's like. The hair is like just like a early 90s lesbian or like 2000s <laughs> lesbian, I guess, is better. Because I'm pretty sure I had hair like that. <laughs> he can be a little um, a little silly with it. Especially he's like, oh, did you, did the you way he talks. One? Did you see that one? It's like, can you tell me anything goes? And he's like, your mom. <laughs> he's like. <laughs> Was that ghost, which I'm calling me? <laughs> or that, did I've he really say clip. my mom? Yeah. That is funny. Was it a, a clip or was it like just a meme? Maybe. I don't know. I just thought that was so funny. I was like, I really hope that's a clip because that is hilarious. We can put it. We can find it Fair and put mom. it on the Instagram. <laughs> yeah. But I thought that was pretty interesting. So a lot of people are familiar with American Horror Story, right? Uh, they did a season called Hotel that was inspired by the Cecil Hotel. Oh, um, some feel like there's an entity that traps spirits within the hotel, which makes a lot of sense because, I mean, geez, Louise, all these deaths. Granted, it's in a really bad area, but all these deaths throughout the years, that's a lot. And people say that, like, there's so many deaths that even the surrounding hotels have to deal with it because the people that fall over... They land on their hotel. Oh, they're that close. Yeah, they're that close. So bodies are just on other hotels sometimes. Do the other hotels around it have as much problems with people? I don't think so. It's just really the don't. Cecil. It's just the Cecil Hotel. And since like the 30s, so many people. That's crazy. Yeah. This hotel sucks. I really wanted to stay there at one point. Just, just I was to gonna stay. ask if you'd been. Yeah, I just wanted to stay just to like... You know, obviously, it's ghosts. But after reading this, I'm like, oh, it's like, it's, it's a more bad, than ghosts. Yeah. There's like some Murders. weird energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Energy. Energies. <laughs> Man. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. That's all I have on the Cecil Hotel. Damn, dude. Yeah. You did a better job because when I, wa- I, th- I think I watched part of it. I don't remember if I watched the whole thing, but... Mm-hmm. I think I just got bored. I just remember that the <laughs> blonde lady was full of shit. Like, from Why? what I saw, she seemed like she was full of it. I mean, like, 80 deaths within her, what, 10 years or whatever? And the everybody turned on her really quick, too. Really? Uh, like, the internet was like, no, ma'am. <laughs> I don't know. But she was the manager there. So, I mean, she probably saw a lot of stuff that other people didn't. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Or I wonder if Elisa, a lot of people say the Elisa Lamb thing, too. Like, she might have been murdered by a person that worked at the hotel. Because, like I said, they, they had oh. to have a, a key card. Or pe- someone she met, maybe, on the streets because she was just wandering the streets of L.A. I don't even wander the streets of L.A. Especially, you know, what, 10 years ago? 2014. 2013? 2014. I've been, I went to L.A. once, and it was, like, last week. Uh-huh. Um, and i hated it like i'm not i grew up in san diego so like i don't understand living in la and not living in san diego Mm -hmm. like it's not cool it's really dirty (laughs) bad now like i i know it's always been kind of bad but like i used to hang out in la a lot when i was like in my early 20s um there's like a bus that goes straight there from my from west covina uh and it's like two dollars or something 250 west covina is so close yeah it's like half an hour away so, like, it takes you, like, 45 minutes to get to L.A., 
for three dollars and it literally runs all night so i would be able to hang out until three o'clock four o'clock in the morning and then just take the bus home and the bus stopped like five minute walk from my house i mean if i were young Mm -hmm. i'm sure that i would like be partying in la not now but back then it was cool now the last time we went kenny and i went to la for like supplies or something and we literally saw someone shitting in the street um new orleans is like that really yeah i didn't really see anyone shit in the street but it was cold (laughs) you went on off season yeah so maybe their butts are cold oh i I want to go to the madame Louvre. Oh, the yeah. shop there. That was cool. That was really cool. I want to go back. I really enjoyed it. My brother-in-law's from there, so it's pretty mm-hmm. easy for me to go back. I can oh, yes. go back when they go back. We want to go next year. We went for Halloween. Mm-hmm. No, wait, shit. No, I went for Mardi Gras, which is mm. funny because I don't drink. Yeah. Um, But I love the floats, and I love the band music. Oh, my like God, the, yes. the, uh What are they called? Like oh my the God. jazz? No, the not drumline, but... um, Like the street ones? The band, like the kids' band from like Cute. high school, what's yeah, it called? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I thought of a bitch. You said drumline, and that's all I can think of. That's now. all I can think of. It's the movie drumline. Oh, I, I know. Like, in I can the think movie drumline. Drum <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> my neighbor actually is like the the cool the, like coach for them. Oh my god! So gosh, he plays the music so cool. all the time, and it's awesome. I love that. Okay, but yeah, that was cool. Thank yeah. you. That was a great episode. I'm like excited. Yeah, that was a fun one. It really creeped me out a lot i think it's just like like we talked about before talking about all those deaths it really fucked with me especially like i refuse to believe that all those people you know committed suicide or completed suicide i guess unalived themselves yeah yeah i don't know man that i I think a lot of it had to do with murders for sure yeah it's just like a seedy area Mm -hmm. what are we doing next week i don't know oh next week is mine it's the Yes. The uh, Philadelphia Experiment and Montauk Experiment Ooh. Project. I always want to say it, call them both the project. I don't know anything about that, so I'm excited. They're cool. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, look into it, you guys. Watch some documentaries. It's really fucked. I really want to go still. Just to, like, look at it from the car, though. I don't want to go anywhere near it. Kenny and I were he's like, yeah, let's go. I was like, bruh. This shit's crazy. I'm not trying to get moited. No, thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Resident Spectre here. Do you have a tale that will make our skin crawl? Email us your stories at ghostbuttspodcast at gmail.com to possibly be featured in a future episode. Don't forget to follow us at ghostbuttspodcast on Instagram and ghostbuttspodcast on TikTok. Pleasant screams.
What should I say? 